you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It is Thursday, September 29th. And you are listening to NFL Total Access. The podcast. Three voices, three guests, three takes on tonight's Dolphins and Bengals game. Voice number one belongs to Super Bowl champ Willie McGinnis. Hello, Willie. Hey. Voice number two belongs to Super Bowl champ Michael Robinson. Hello, Michael. We're heading in. And voice number three belongs to Super Bowl hopeful MJ <laughs> Acosta Ruiz. Hello, Marjorie. I was wondering where that was going. <laughs> hopeful on behalf of her Dolphins, MJ was in attendance this past weekend for the Hard Rock Slugfest, the Miami Gardens Sweatfest, the Ken Dorsey Slam fest. MJ, none of us actually believes you can describe in 30 seconds your experience Sunday without using the words brutal, sweltering, humid, or hot. Go. Oh, well played. All of those are accurate and factual. <laughs> we could be looking at an 80-degree difference between on-field temperatures tonight in Cincy and what the Dolphins were feeling at home this past Sunday. Will that matter? We will answer that question. We will also hear picks and predictions for every Week 4 game from Adam Rank, and we will get a visit from Saints rookie wideout Chris Olave. Olave! Oh, Olave. Actually, we won't get a visit from him. Stacey Dales will in London. But first, let's get right to it. Tonight's game between the 3-0 Dolphins. And the favored one and two Bengals. Burrow on time. Tyler Boyd breaks away, and now it's a foot race. Boyd will take it for the touchdown. Are the Dolphins getting disrespected, or is this underdog status appropriate after what they went through this past weekend? MJ, you can't be objective. Willie, you can. Important <laughs> note, too, a limited at practice on Wednesday with a back and ankle questionable mm -hmm. as of this moment. How do you see this one going down? I take it as disrespect from being an underdog. Um, and with that underdog title, I think it brings a lot to a team that is feeling disrespected. That's a good football team. Mm -hmm. um, you've beaten good coaches. You've beaten a really good team. And when you go into to play another good team like the Cincinnati Bengals at home on a short week with everything that's going on, the motivation, it, it doesn't take a lot to motivate you. And you can look at the little things like headlines, um, the points where people are saying – if people think that, you know, it was more of a meltdown from the Bills versus you actually going out, you know, preparing and working hard and putting all you, in, you, you have into that game and winning that game, you could do a lot. So I think for a team um, that's 3-0, that is not satisfied and talking to some of the people in the building and seeing, you know, how they're taking everything, um, added motivation is, is probably dangerous for the Cincinnati Bengals. Michael, do you agree? Do you see this one going down the way we see all of these Miami Dolphins' first three games going down? A team finding a way to win? Or have the Bengals finally figured out a way for them to win, as we saw in week three? I think both of these teams are still trying to figure out exactly who they are, even though the Miami Dolphins are undefeated. Um, but to answer your first part of your question, um, 
if I'm a player on that Miami Dolphins team, yeah, I obviously, like Willie said, I take it as disrespect. I use it as fuel to my fire, all of those things as motivation. But it ain't no damn disrespect. What the hell the Miami Dolphins did? Excuse me? Yeah, I'm sorry, MJ, I love you. There's <laughs> no personal, nothing personal to you, but what have they done? They don't pass my necess- they don't necessarily pass my eye test all the time because, yeah, I do have questions about the damn quarterback. I don't believe his back was messed up. I believe he got hit in his head, and I believe it was jacked up. Okay, I got questions about the arm strength. I, l- I love the receivers and things that they have on the outside, but this team has to, to me, has to win a certain way. You look at how they beat the Buffalo Bills last week. Yeah, everything except the scoreboard, which I know is the most, most, most important uh, stat, Every other stat said they lost that game. And so, yeah, guy on that team, definitely rally and cry. This should, it should help, me, help propel us into the, you know, the second quarter of the season and keep us motivated to keep us going. But let's, make no, let's not make no qualms about it. There's no damn disrespect. They ain't done nothing yet, and it's still early in this season. I do think as a competitor, that's where the onus does fall on their shoulders. Because I do agree with you. Yes, I can be objective. (laughs) I can be objective here. Because there were certainly a lot of moments where I was watching the game where I could feel the sense in the stadium where folks were like, oh, damn. Are we trying to lose this? Are we trying to give this to the Bills? But they figured out a way, and a lot of things went right in their favor to win it. When I think of the disrespect, I think it's in, in terms of giving them a little bit more credit about being able to fix these things, about taking this chip, turning it into a boulder, and going into Cincinnati and making a very definitive statement to have passed this litmus test, I got right? Yeah, so I that's how I'm looking at it, and I would assume Willie has talked to a lot of the folks in there on the coaching staff that that is the message going into so that's a, to Let's me, clean that up. And again, that's a good way to look you know? at it because I never, I, again, I'm outside of looking at it. I, don't look, I haven't looked at it um, that way that, now maybe you guys got, and I say you, but the mm-hmm, Dolphins mm-hmm, have yeah. the right people in the right positions that regardless of the problem that comes up, they, right. they got the answers to fix it. I haven't looked at it that way, but again, to me, time's still a, a tell on me on that one. That's fair three weeks in. Willie, we at home, we who don't play the game, who don't put the shoulder pads on and the helmets on, probably make too much of conditions, hmm. whether it's raining, whether it's windy, whether it's snowing, and certainly whether it's hot. However... You know, we kind of did the math based on what you told us, MJ, that it was 125 degrees on the field. It was. And, and Willie said, hey, you can go ahead and add 10 degrees to that under the uniform. So roughly somewhere in the neighborhood of 135 degrees. And you- Tonight in Cincy, we're looking at on-field temperatures in the low 40s. Does that big a difference over the course of only five days make a difference to an NFL player? No, not at all. 40 is fine. Like, I think 40 is is... Is, a, is reasonable when it comes to the weather. It's cooler. Um, you can still play fast. You know, the, the things that really affect um, a football game, we saw it, like the, the dehydration and cramping and stuff like that, or footing, you know, or the rain, or it's being wet or sleek on the field. Um, it being a little bit cooler in the 40s, that's not an advantage for either team. I don't think you go out and say, oh, it's 40, I can't move in this, or I can't get warmed up, or... You know, I'm a cramp after this, or whatever the case may be, or it's below zero, or the ground is the ground is frozen. I don't think you know um, those are those are any bad type of of weather conditions that's going to affect either team. Michael, you have been honest and critical of the NFL before about Thursday night games, and yes, even Monday night games, because in your estimation, and you are hardly alone in this, a lot of NFL players agree that is simply not enough time for a body in this league, in this sport, 
to recover properly to do the same thing again four or five days later. Are you worried about players on the Miami Dolphins after what you saw them go through in Miami, taking the field again tonight in an important game? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the heat was an issue. Like, and yeah, we can always, I know there's a narrative, oh, well, you know, they live in it so they can understand it a little bit better. Yeah, but they were still hot. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like they, their markers for sweating is different than anybody else coming into the natural environment <laughs> like they are human beings. So they had to deal with it, too. They had to deal with dehydration and things like that, too. I, I like to always, and I want to remind people, like, there's a couple plays where, you know, Josh, Josh Allen in that game last week just couldn't get the snap because of the sweat. Like, that, like, like th those are real conditions. So, yeah, I'm concerned. I'm concerned with the Miami Dolphins, um, not only because of the conditions that they played in, but just the way that the game went, the circumstances, how hard they had to fight to stay in it. The last couple of weeks, at some point, all of that ramping up, at some point, all of that adversity, at some point, it's going to crash. Now, how it crashes, does that crash look like a loss? Time will tell. Just real quick, you got to remember this, too. The Cincinnati Bengals haven't been blowing nobody out. Right. Every single game they've been in, they've been in behind, and they've been straining all the way into the end of the game to try to get back in the game. So when you talk about pressure, when you talk about being strained, you talk about trying to figure out how to come back, and exhausting all whatever you have to try to win a football game, if you just take the weather out of that one game, it's kind of been the same for both teams, finding ways to win, finding ways to come back. But the difference is one team has found a way to win, and that's, that's the name of the NFL, finding different ways to win football games however you can. Regardless of the score, I'll take a beautiful, you know, a, a ugly win over a beautiful loss any day versus – a team that you can use the Raiders or any other team that hasn't been able to find it that's struggling, that at the end of the game, it usually comes out as a, as a loss versus a win. You know, ask Detroit about that. Mm. Yeah, and we will. Um, <laughs> uh, they're asking themselves about it. That's unfair of me to say that. They're asking right. themselves that very question every week, unfortunately. MJ, uh, Michael talked about his concerns as a Miami Dolphins fans. I know you have your own. If you didn't, you wouldn't be paying attention, but you are. Right. So what are you seeing in this Cincinnati Bengals team who did get off the schnei? Yes, against the Jets, but they got the win. What are you concerned about facing them tonight? I think it's just a matter of this league. And you, and you hear the players say it after a loss in the locker room. You, you can't discount any, any single team. Look what happened with the Chiefs and the Colts mm. just last week. And nobody expected that. Certainly not the Chiefs, probably. So... What does that say to me? I can't be overly confident about a single thing going into Cincinnati on a very, very short week after probably one of the most physically demanding games I've ever seen, in person or otherwise. Um, so that's what concerns me. Also, it, it could very well be that this is the week when the Bengals decide that, yep, you know what, three weeks in, we felt it. We don't want to do that anymore. We're at home. It's prime time. We're not going down like that against a team that has just proven a lot and put a little target on their back for this season. So I'm sure they're looking square at that target on the Dolphins' back this week as well. That's the preview coming up, the picks. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. We interrupt this podcast to bring you picks and predictions from the man who has never had a humble opinion in his professional career. He's a purveyor of fantasy hot sauce. He's the bold, the brash, the bespectacled Adam Rank with game picks and score predictions for every single week four game. Adam, take it. Hey, everybody. It's Adam Rank, and it's time for my week four NFL picks. We start with the Thursday night game. Give me the Bengals 28-25 over the Miami Dolphins. I love what Miami is doing, but Tua... On a short week, battling injuries is a that's a pretty easy call to go with the Bengals there. Let's go to London. Vikings 27-23 over the Saints. The last time Kirk Cousins traveled to London and played in a game. He was playing for Washington, but he threw for more than 400 yards. Love the Vikings in this one. Browns 24-20 over the Falcons. Jacoby Brissett has been playing excellent this season. I expect that to continue. Bills, 28-27 over the Ravens. Look, Ken Dorsey, don't throw your tablet. It's not the tablet's fault. The guy couldn't get out of bounds, but things get rectified here for Buffalo. Cowboys, 27-20 over the Commanders. Although, every time we think we have the NFL figured out, we get turned on our head. We get turned on our ears. But I'm still going to stick with the Dallas Cowboys. Lions, 30-24 Over the Seahawks, all the Lions have been so close, so close to victory. They get over the top here to level up. Chargers, 27-26 over the Houston Texans. Listen, neither one of these teams likes to finish in the fourth quarter. One of them has to win, and despite all the injuries, I expect the Chargers to avenge last season's loss. Titans, 24-23 over the Colts. Here's a little tip. Anytime these two teams match up, take the road team. The road team has been dominant in this series. Bears 17-16 over the New York Giants. Now, this could be a scary game if Brian Dable actually unleashes Saquon Barkley. The Bears have had trouble with the run, but I got Chicago winning this one. Eagles 31-25 over the surprising Jacksonville Jaguars. This is going to be a very competitive game, but the Eagles were my preseason pick to go to the Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts has been a different quarterback according to his head coach, Nick Sirianni. Jets defeated by the Pittsburgh Steelers, 24-20. Listen, I had to mix it up a little bit. I didn't want you guys to get into a rhythm. But listen, if the Steelers win this game, it would snap a six-game skid for Pittsburgh in games without T.J. Watt. Panthers, 22-20 over the Arizona Cardinals. Both these coaches, oh, it'll be a great matchup when they go back to college. Packers, 19-10 over the New England Patriots. Listen, here's the thing with Green Bay now. They are not a prolific, high-scoring offense. They run the football. They play great defense. Aaron Rodgers can still go out there and win a game, but this is what we expect from them right now. Raiders, 35-30 over the Broncos. The first win of the season for the Las Vegas Raiders. Kind of a surprise. Last year, made the playoffs with 10 wins, but finally get in the win column. Sunday night, Chiefs 23-20 over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know it would be odd to see the Buccaneers drop consecutive games, but the Chiefs are going to be ready to go. Patrick Mahomes getting back to his winning ways. And finally, the Monday night game, 
Give me the 49ers, 26-24 over the Rams. Kyle Shanahan has had a lot of success against Sean McVay. Even, you know what, and I know what happened last year in the NFC Championship game, but look, the 49ers need a huge victory here. They will get it done on Monday Night Football. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is NFL Total Access, the podcast, and we are thrilled to welcome today's special guest, Saints rookie wide receiver Chris Olave, six feet 190 from the Ohio State University, New Orleans by way of London, where he joins us now with NFL Network's Stacey Dales. You guys are one and two, but it, it doesn't feel like with the talent on this team you should be, mm-hmm. right? This roster is loaded offensively. Where is your wide receiver group, despite the injuries to Jarvis, obviously, and Michael? You know, where's your mindset and your confidence? Uh, confidence at an all-time high still. Yeah. Uh, no matter <laughs> what, I feel like uh, you can't lose the confidence. Yeah. And uh, the mindset never changed. Uh, it was competitors at the end of the day. Yeah. And a uh, rough start, but we're going to clean it up, and uh, we're taking it day by day just trying to get better. Cliche question, how important is this win for you guys here in London and and sort of a galvanizing week? Mm -hmm. It's just you guys sort of here all by yourselves, Mm -hmm. tucked away, getting ready for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, It's huge. It's a huge, uh, huge game for us uh, just to get back and and reset. Uh, But we take it as as one game. I mean, mean, we lost uh, lost 2-1-1, but uh, we're just trying to get another one. And like I said, we're taking it day by day, trying to get better, and we will be ready on Sunday. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Guys, the Saints have stumbled to a 1-2 and two record after three weeks, and now they face the 2-1, and one, perhaps surprisingly, Vikings in London. You can catch that game only on NFL Network, 9.30 a.m. Eastern. That's Sunday exclusively on NFL Network. Now, Michael Thomas, questionable with a toe in this one. If he doesn't go, the spotlight shifts squarely to Olave. And after what we saw in week three, we know he can step up. Question now, will he? Michael Robinson, how do you see this one? playing out I think it's gonna be interesting I think um obviously the wide the wide receiver core of the Saints are unique but when you when you're missing a guy like Michael Thomas who is a coverage dictator guy again he's not a speed guy but he is a guy that is gonna catch anything thrown to him and so the defense has to adjust wherever he is which again makes playing quarterback a little bit easier I think the issue that the Saints have to worry about is which Jameis is going to show up, right? Um, if the bad Jameis shows up, when I say bad Jameis, meaning the Jameis that thinks he has to be the Superman quarterback to win the game, then oftentimes he presses, oftentimes he's a little too emotional, and that's when the bad play comes out. If they can kind of keep Jameis as a complimentary piece to the offense and just have him make the plays that the defense has there for him to make, I think um, I think the Saints will be fine, and then defensively they gotta they gotta know where Justin Jefferson is. You know where Justin Jefferson is. 
you give yourself a big chance uh, of beating Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. Justin Jefferson surprisingly shut down mm. in week three. Three catches, 30-some yards. I don't see that happening in back-to-back weeks. But, Willie, we have talked at length and wondered at length about Kirk Cousins. We have branded him a creature of habit, perhaps such a creature of habit that primetime games, nighttime games, <laughs> Monday night games, and certainly a game on a different continent has to register as upsetting his normal routine. Concerns if you're a Vikings fan heading into this one? I mean, you can be, and he hasn't been consistent on everything that you named. So if you talk about having to go you know, across the pond in, 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 in different atmosphere, different time zone, um, you can't get to your normal routine. Maybe that will affect him. But I, I, I think he's catching a team that's right for that. You know, um, outside of Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, you know, is mispracticed. He's, he's, he's questionable. Kamara's questionable. You know, Jameis is banged up. I mean, you got a lot of players on that team. Mm-hmm. Andrews Pete is banged up. You got a lot of players on that team that's a little banged up. And um, if you're trying to get back on track, um, I would give it, I would give it to the more veteran team that's that's more consistent or used to being together when you have to travel and do something outside of the of the ordinary. So they understand if they want to stay in this race, um, it's early. It's still the for, first quarter of football, um, but they got to get going. And they got a new coach. They have high expectations. A lot of guys said that they were going to do certain things. They put their goals out there before the season started. Justin Jefferson being one. And if you're going against a defense that's not really clicking, that's a real good defense in the New Orleans Saints, this will probably be the week to try to get it going. MJ Acosta-Ruiz, you get the last word on this. Why? Because you will be there in London all next week. You will be there this weekend. What do you expect to see in this game? What I love about the international series, right, it's obviously we know how huge the NFL is here in the United States, but now you have the eyes of the globe on you, not just the U.K., but internationally. We're going to have games in Munich, Germany. We're going to have a game in Mexico. Like, this is a really big deal. So this is whatever beyond prime time is, globe globe time? <laughs> Maybe we'll, we'll, we're going to workshop the name. Um, but it, it's a different onus for these teams. And when I look at this matchup, which team is better prepared for that kind of pressure? Do you I would, have an answer to that? I would say the Saints. In a close one? That's a no. <laughs> <laughs> this is NFL Total Access, the podcast. MJ Acosta-Ruiz, Willie McGinnis, and Michael Robinson in attendance. They previewed tonight's game. Now they will pick tonight's game. 2022 marks the 50th anniversary of the 1972 Dolphins. The perfect season, if you recall. Completed. Completely undefeated. Now, speaking of that perfect season, that was the only other time when the Finns were the only AFC team to start three. And, oh, the biggest difference between the teams, though, uh, three points allowed. All right. Dolphins, 50 years ago. Dolphins, but look at that old logo. I love the classic logo 50 so years much. ago. Stop it. I'm sorry. I'm Dolphins, Bengals. Pick it, Willie. I'm still riding the Dolphins, 34 to 24. And I still think with Josh Boyer, the defensive coordinator, and this defense is doing is putting pressure, which they are still struggling with. Haven't got the protection stuff together. And we already know that they can score points. Mm. This offense is going to put up points. Yeah, the Bengals still struggling. They spent a half a billion dollars on the <laughs> offensive line, and they still can't block nobody. Um, 
I'm still going with Joe Burrow and them, man. Look, he got beat up last year, too, and they went to the Super Bowl. So they're getting beat up. They still on par for the usual Cincinnati Bengals teams. Got Cincinnati Bengals winning 27-21. Now, okay. Rob, I get that you might be petty about last week. I'm week's petty. Come on. <laughs> I'm being real petty. Thank you to our guests, MJ Acosta-Ruiz, Michael Robinson, and Willie McGinnis. Join us tomorrow for Friday answers to Sunday questions like who wins, what's the score, who stars, and who stumbles. It's your complete week four viewer's guide. Don't miss it. Till then, ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.